0: all right good evening everyone hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are as always we'd like to say praise the lord thank the lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together today is january 12 2023 and week 206 if you're new around here welcome to join the midst of the storm this is a program where we like to do weekly live stream bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter and if you've been with us for a while as we always like to say welcome back Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, we will be continuing our series of the different roles in the church. So this week's Bible study is about the congregation. And last week was about the preacher. So if you missed that, please definitely go check it out after you listen to this video. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it.
1: Thank you, Melvin. As always, let us go into a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, thank you for another opportunity. Lord, we thank you for how you kept us, how you washed over us. Lord, we thank you for all the many blessings that you have given to us. Lord, help us never to take any moment in this life for granted. Lord, help us not to take the things that you've given us for granted. Lord, help us to understand that uh, we are not promised these things and that at any moment you can take it all away, Lord. You you give, you take away, Lord. Blessed be your name. Lord, continue to help us to grow. Continue to help us to uh, be the people that you're looking for, Lord. Help us to be. Without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish, or just help us to be perfect in your in your eyesight, Lord. But we desire to uh, know you more and more, just to learn of you, um, and, and just as I said, to be the people that you're looking for. So, Lord, give us that desire if we don't have it, Lord. Uh, give us the desire to 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 do your will, to follow your word, Lord. Continue to protect us, Lord, as we travel uh, back and forth, going to jobs, going to stores, going to uh, wherever we go on a day in and day out basis, Lord, continue to protect us, uh, to keep us from all evil. But we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, that we will continually remember that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, as Melvin already told you guys, we are continuing our series this week, looking at the roles in the church. Um, and I actually thought about something uh, that I really probably should have covered uh, before now, but we might get to that next week. We'll see. But so this week, we're talking about the congregation, um, we've we dealt with the preacher. And now the preacher is preaching to someone, to a a body of people, um, the congregation. And so uh, we're going to look at some things that God is expecting of all of us um, that make up the congregation. Now, this congregation is not limited to male. It's not limited to female. It's not limited to child. And It's not limited to adult. Um, it, it, it is the collective group of male and female, um, adult, child, uh, boy, girl, whatever, however we wish to say it. This is what the congregation is made up of. And so uh, before we get into other roles in the church, Um, I wanted to make sure we hit these things collectively because um, it's important so that we know what we should be doing, um, what things we should be believing, um, according to what God says now. Now, if you don't want to do it according to what God says, then that's a different story. But according to what God says, uh, that's what we're going to deal with. So, man, Let's run over to that focus verse. I really don't even remember exactly which verse I gave you, uh, but let's let's run over there really
0: quick. Uh, First Corinthians chapter ten and verse four. Mm-hmm. And right before we get started, uh, Casey says, "Praise the Lord, brothers." Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening. God bless. David says, "Praise the Lord, everyone. Hope y'all have it, are having a great day in the Lord." So, thank you to you two for um, comments and. And being an early bird, so we definitely appreciate the the comments. Uh, We hope you guys are having a blessed day as well. Um, So thank you again for tuning in. Uh, So 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4, And did all drink the same spiritual drink? For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Pick up that next one for us. But with many of them, God was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness.
1: Now, what we're dealing with, and I don't want to get very deep into that, um, but just to introduce what we're talking about, with many of the people back then, God was not well pleased. Since we're dealing with a congregation of people, our goal, this is the job that we have. You know, our job is to please God. Your job is not to please Tony. It's not to please Melvin. uh, It's not to please yourself. God created us to please him. That's what we were created for. And I know people sometimes will look at that sideways. But now, if a person goes out and purchases a pet, you're getting that pet to please you. Uh, whether it's a dog, cat, fish, once that pet no longer is serving its purpose to please you, you're looking to get rid of it. I've seen it happen. You will get rid of it because it's not serving the purpose of which you purchased it for. Um, so God did more than just purchased us. He designed us. He created us. And this is the reason he created us. Um, the, uh, inventor of the cell phone. Um, uh, I try to use things that we all know. Maybe we run over to the book of John chapter 12 and verse I think 35. Um, but I try to use some things that we know. Um, if we take our cell phone, um, oftentimes our phone gets old and obsolete and it is no longer usable. And so since it's not fulfilling the purpose of which it was created and of which you bought it, you then get rid of it. Um, and so. Number one, our, our job is to please God without faith, it's impossible to please him. And so you actually mentioned something earlier, Melvin, He uh, said the early bird gets the worm. Uh, Or or no, I think you said thank you for being early bird. I think that's what you said. But in my mind, I thought about how the early bird gets the worm. uh, That that old saying that goes around. There's something to be said. uh, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because there's something to be said when we're early, when we're on time uh, for things, whatever it is. when we're late, a lot of times we lose our opportunity. Uh, if if we're applying for a job and we're late to the interview, people tell us about our first impression. Uh, that person begins to lose confidence in you because you're late. A lot of people just straight up will not hire you just because you were late. You could have uh, really been a good um, person to work there. but. There's something about being on time and even being early. Um, and that brings me I, I want to bring out four different points. Uh, I kind of kept the outline. I don't always do this, but I kind of kept the outline that I followed Thursday. Uh, we dealt with some, excuse me, Monday in Bible study. we dealt with some different things. however, um, I, I do want to keep the same format. So I picked four things Monday um, that I wanted to bring out as it pertains to the role of the congregation, which is just a collective group of people. And so if you look at yourself, I don't it does not matter if you're a male, female, boy, girl, uh, uh, it doesn't matter how tall you are, how short you are, uh, it doesn't matter your age. you fit into this category. And so I picked four things um, tonight that I want to specifically deal with. Now, we will spend the rest of our lives discussing our roles, to be honest with you. We we continue to learn more and more. We continue to grow. And I want to pick four. Um, And it was... uh, fitting that you brought up the early bird and and Melvin didn't know where we were headed so don't think he he led into that on purpose but now my number one point is don't wait too late now there are people that are in the church but they're waiting run over uh, as I said John. we're in John chapter 12 and verse 35 now it told us when we opened this thing, that with many of those people back then, God was not pleased. And I'm watching today as, now this, this happens to um, all of us at some point or another, we decide to wait on things that we really need to start doing right now. You know, um, I, I remember being told about God and, and people trying to encourage me to follow God. And I remember telling people, look, I'm young right now. <laughs> uh, there's some things that I want to do. There's some things that I want to go and enjoy. There's, there's this, there's that, you know, this is going on, that's going on. And we make excuses. That's all I did was I made excuses. And I was waiting. And something that happens in the church, people in the body of Christ, we're waiting to do some things that we really need to do. And so my number one point is, don't wait too late. That's my number one point. Now, I'm not telling you this is the most important, because all these are extremely important. But this is just the first thing that came to my mind and God put on my heart for tonight. So John chapter 12 and verse 35. Let's see what
0: that says man. Then Jesus said unto them, yet a little while is the light with you. Mm -hmm. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. Now, go ahead and finish that off. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth.
1: Now, I wanted to deal with some things that Jesus said on today. Um, what he just said was, "Don't wait too late." To make it plain to you, to bring it exactly out uh, in, the, in in a way that you can understand. He says, "Yet a little while is the light with you." Right now, uh, here in Memphis, Tennessee, there is no light outside. It's dark. There's a lesser light, the Bible calls it, um, uh, as as the scripture describes the moon. I don't want to get into that. But it is dark outside. If you go out to do anything, you'll need a flashlight. You'll need a candle. You'll need some form of light because it is dark out. Jesus says, In a little while, it's going to be dark and you won't be able to do anything. Time is running out, is the message he's trying to get us to see. I wanted to tell the church people don't wait too late. Time is winding up and God is rounding up his people. And I understand. Because I've been there. There's so many things that captivate our minds, that that capture our attention uh, because of the time that we live in. You know, there's so much, so many new things. Um, I was talking to my brother the other day and he was telling me about how and he's 12 and he was telling me about how uh, they're going to be coding in school computer programming, computer coding in, in class. And, I'm, and I was amazed because when I was coming up, they were only teaching us how to type. That was, that was about it, how, how to use some basic some basic programs. But, you know, if I really had been thinking about it, I could have noticed even in my day how advanced we were becoming because I'm certain before that time, They weren't even teaching people to type in school because there were no computers. So the world is continuing to progress. There's more and more things that are uh, getting our attention, getting our mind. I understand all of that. But what happens is, because those things have our attention, we put on the back burner things that God wants us to be doing. And what happens as a result of that is, We end up not pleasing God, which is where we opened up. God was not pleased with those people back then. And we're following in their same footsteps today. We're not pleasing God. And one of the main reasons why we're not is because we're waiting too late. We're waiting too late. We're waiting too late. So he said, there's only a little while that the light is going to be with you. We know there's a certain, uh, certain amount of time in the day where the sun will shine, where the sun will be up, as we say, uh, before the sun sets. There's a certain amount of time. And so we know exactly around about at least exactly around how much time we have each day. But, you know, we don't know how long of a life we have. There's so many people we're making plans. I I hear it all the time. We're making plans for retirement. We're making plans for our children. We're making plans for a lot of things. Look, I want to be here. In five years, I want to be living over there. I want to be doing this. I want to be working this job. Uh, I want to be investing this money. We're making a lot of plans for our future as it pertains to us being here on earth. But the things that God wants us to be uh, putting a retirement up for, which is in heaven, the, those things, those spiritual things that God is looking for, we're putting it to the side and saying, you know, God, I'm, I'm planning to do right one of these days. People in church are doing this now. I know because I have did it. We're in church saying, God, I'm going to start living right. But just give me a little bit more time. And we don't realize that many of us are waiting too late. We're waiting too late. There's a story, a true story that Jesus tells. um, And he talks about the rich man who waited too late. Now this man ended up in hell. And now he's begging for one drop of water. Now he's begging for someone to return and talk to his brothers and sisters. Talk to them about hell. Tell them about how this place is miserable and how they don't want to come here. Now this man has waited way too late. Now he's in hell trying to get it right. You know, how many times have we seen people commit crimes? Um, We ourselves have did it Um, and we'll know we're doing something wrong. And we won't stop and say, you know what, let me let me just stop. I, I don't need to do this. We'll wait till we get caught and then we try to apologize. We wait till we get caught and then we try to repent. Then we try to say, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. How many, uh, and I'm not trying to pick on anyone famous, but we see famous people do this all the time. We see celebrities and rich people and, and just people who have a certain level of status they only come out and apologize once they've been caught. See, we do this. We wait too late. And then we try to correct our wrongs. It's not only famous people that do that. We all, we all have did this. We've waited too late. But there is a day coming where God will say it's too late. You know, that can happen to you while you're still alive. See, people think they have to be dead for them to have waited too late. You know, God is watching every thought. He's paying attention to our every move. And he says, you know what? You've waited too late to try to get yourself right. This is the job that we have as being a follower of God. This is the role that we have is to not wait too late. Follow God right now. Because we just don't realize, you know, there are things that we're bringing upon ourselves, you know, for God to get some of our attention. Some some of us will go blind. Because we waited so late and God continued to try to get our attention, He's going to have to allow some of us to go blind. He's going to have to allow someone to become paralyzed, someone to, be, to, to get sick, someone to have some issue to get their attention. Because right now, everything else has our attention. What the politician says has our attention. What happened uh, during the football game has our attention. What happened to our favorite singer? Uh, This celebrity, what's going on at this job? You know, uh, well, I got a new goal to make X amount of dollars this year. A lot of things have our attention and we're waiting too late. But we don't realize we have a job right now to please God. That's our role. To please God. But somebody is waiting too late. That's a scary thing. This is a scary thing to wait too late. To wait too late. I use use driving down a road as an example. Somebody probably gets tired of it, but you at least understand. And that's my goal is to help you to understand. If you drive down the road and speed, you can pull over and the officer asks you, you know why I pulled you over? You say, yeah, I was speeding. And you can you can apologize, I say, officer, oh, so you know, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to speed. I, I I don't know. I, I don't know how that happened. I, I just didn't notice. Yeah, you waited too late. Now <laughs> you waited too late to apologize. You waited too late to correct yourself. You should have corrected yourself before. Had you seen the lights, you should have waited. You should have corrected yourself before. And so. This is the time that God has given us. He's giving us time to correct ourselves, but we're waiting too late. This is the role that we have. So I want to move to my second point here. In the same chapter, Melvin, let's actually read down to that next verse. Pick up that next verse for us. We're in 36, right?
0: Yes. While ye have light, while ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. You know, my second point is
1: believe in the works of God and the miracles of God. God uses miracles and, and we love to hear a story of a miracle. God uses these miracles to wake us up. He uses these uh, phenomenal things to get our attention so that we can stop waiting. And now we have a job tonight, being the people of God. This is your job now. Look, this is what you get paid for. You get paid for these things. You're either going to receive good or you'll receive evil for what you choose to do. I think I said it Monday. If you have an actor, the actor tries uh, their best to get their character, to learn their character's role. If if their character in the movie is supposed to be funny, they try their best to get into that funny spirit, that, that funny attitude. Uh, If their character is supposed to be a really serious person, they're going to go about their everyday life trying their best to fit that role. These these things we're talking about, this is the roles. These are the roles that God is expecting you to abide by. And so these things have to become a part of you. It, It cannot be something you're just pretending, you know, only for a certain period of time. No, God is looking for this to really be who you are. This is your job. So, my second point again believe in the miracles of God. Now, we all ought to love to hear a, a miracle um, because. A miracle, uh, according to our definition, according to the way we see it now, is when something should not work. Something uh, scientifically, uh, logically, it doesn't make sense. It should not work. It should not happen. But God intervenes and causes it to happen, causes a way to be made, causes a situation. To turn out for the better, for the good. When we thought, man, this situation was over. There's no way it could have worked. See, God uses these miracles to get our attention. Uh, I I told you guys, I think I mentioned it on, on the Thursday Bible study. This guy, this football player, And I I keep bringing this up because this was a miracle that God himself performed. We can look at these people who did CPR all day if we want to. We can look at the doctor's medication all day if we want to. But I'm here to tell you, I don't care how fast we can say, well, they just responded and did CPR really fast. I don't care how fast people respond and do CPR. Look, there's, there are so many of our loved ones, so many of our family members, so many people throughout history have died. And it didn't matter if somebody was doing CPR or not. It didn't matter if they went in and shocked them. It didn't matter. It took God to bring that person back. So now I'm watching as God brought this guy back, this football player. And I'll tell you something else. Um, Well, I'll leave that alone. God used that miracle to wake somebody up. But you know what? You know what? Somebody's not going to believe in it. Somebody's going to say, oh, you know, it was the medicine. Somebody's going to say, oh, well, it was just because of the doctor. Oh, well, it was because he's an athlete and he's in the top condition somebody's going to say all these things because they're not going to believe in the miracle that God performed. Look, if we want to say that, there are so many athletes who have been paralyzed, who have have had serious brain injuries, um, people who have been brain dead, all kinds of things. There are football players who have died right there on the field and CPR didn't matter. Nothing else mattered because God said that was it. So what we must do, this is our role. This is the role of the people of God. Anyone who makes up the body of Christ, anyone who says, I'm a believer of God, I'm a believer of Christ, your job is to believe in the miracles that he's working. He's working miracles around you every day. But the problem is we can't see them. We can't see them because we're not even looking for God. We're not even looking for him. You know, I I was I was working with a guy one time. See, I love the miracles that God is performing, not just in my life. I love what he's doing in Other people's lives. There's a guy. I I know a guy. I was working with a guy, and the guy climbed up a shelf, and um, some kind of way he he picked up a box and he lost control. Got through his shoulder out. I mean, bad. His shoulder was out. Bad. I've never seen that guy cry before, but I mean, he was yelling in excruciating pain. He was crying tears. I mean, he he was begging for some relief and some help. I had to drive the man to the hospital, and I'm driving as fast as I uh, legally can, at least. Um, and I, I'm trying to dodge traffic. I get the man to the to the um, to the office. We actually went to a, an emergency. Um, Kind of like a red made or something. But well, anyways, we, we got to the to the place and and what happened was once we got there, it took them probably about 30 minutes, 40 minutes. I don't even exactly know how long. Uh oh, I'm having all kinds of issues here. <laughs> It took us probably about 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And I'm I'm, I'm asking the guy for his birthday, his his age. I don't know all these things, his social security number, because the people required it for them to see him. And, And he's still screaming in pain. We sat there for about 30 minutes, 40 minutes or so. And they finally came back out and they said, hey, we can't see this man here. You know, he's going to have to go to the hospital. And he was so, he was already in pain. And now he's upset. And this whole time, see, I believe in the miracles of God. Somebody else might not believe. Look, that man might not believe in the miracles of God. I don't know. I didn't ask him beforehand. But the entire time we sat there, I'm praying. I remember touching him, just praying. Asking God, Lord, please put this man's elbow back in, his shoulder back in, put his shoulder back, in. not his elbow, his shoulder, put his shoulder in. When you head back outside, the man gets in the car. He gets in the car. And he said, Oh man, I think it's here. <laughs> he said, I think it, I think it went back in. I couldn't do anything but thank God. For the miracle that he performed. See, we can do all the, the, the scientific research we want. We can say, well, it was the gravity. And oh, when he moved, look, we can say what we want. But I witnessed this man's elbow. His, I keep saying elbow. I witnessed his shoulder be out for about 30, 40 minutes. Just as we sat there, probably about an hour total. From the time it took us to get there altogether. together. And so the man, long story short, he ended up having to have surgery. He tore his labrum. He he tore his labrum and he had to have a surgery. But I'm watching as God performed a miracle, just putting this man's shoulder back into place because he had way more relief then. He was screaming the way he was at first. He wasn't crying the way he was crying at first. I'm watching the miracles and the blessings of God. And I told the guy after, that was a blessing of God. I don't know what he believes. I don't know if he accepted that or not, but I know what God did. So this is a job that we have. See, prayer works. You have a job to pray to God, to call out to him. I understand we get put in some unfortunate situations, but God will keep you. And he will work things out in your life. He's looking for you to pray. And he's looking for you to believe that he's able. He's more than capable. Look, God is highly qualified. Look, we, we, we have interviews where people are trying to find uh, a person to work for him who's qualified. And they meet up to this criteria. Look, God is more than qualified. He's the best content. He's the only one who can do all of these things. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can even ask him. He's wanting you to talk to him. This is the type of God that we serve, a God who will perform miracles. I told you guys that guy, that football player, and I keep bringing it up because it was a miracle of God. It was the blessing of God. This man died. He went to cardiac arrest. He stopped breathing. He died right there. This man died. And they, through the power of God now, he was brought back to life. And this man, according to the reports now, he had no brain injury. He had no injury whatsoever. It appears to me, and I've been thinking this for a while, I'm just waiting to see what God says about it It appears to me this man will make 100 percent recovery. This is a miracle of God. When you see these athletes get hurt like this, they do not make 100 percent recovery. It does not happen very often. If ever. This was the miracle of God. This was the miracle of God. I think the man will play again. Now, that, now, I don't know that to be true. God didn't tell me that. That's just something that I thought. I said, well, if this man truly recovers 100%, I believe he'll play again. But that's neither here nor there. Believe the miracles of God. God has some miracles not just in store for these other people. God has miracles in store for you. But can you see them, though? Can you see them? Do you acknowledge the miracles that are happening all around you? Just the next time you get out on the highway and you see all these accidents happening, just thank God today you didn't have one. You you might be able to look back and say, Well, I had one last year. Yeah, you might have. But what about today? Because somebody had one today. This is a miracle of God. This is a blessing of God. We gotta start. Counting these blessings, start acknowledging. Uh, I, I remember um, uh, I was talking, we were on Bible study, um, I believe it was sometime last year. And if you truly look back at your life and, and, and you, if you have a, an understanding of how anything works, look, you can buy you a nice Mercedes Benz today. You can buy uh, whatever you love, a Camaro, a Lamborghini. I don't care what kind of car it is. Use that car for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, that car will fall apart. I don't care how much it costs. That car will get so old and fall apart. Whatever house, look, you get these houses 20 years, 40 years, 60 years, 100 years, the wood begins to fall down. The paint begins to chip, uh, leaks start happening. All of these things depreciate and start uh, wearing down. But you know, I I started thinking about this. And when you use a certain thing over and over, it starts wearing down. I start looking like, man, wow, our heart is pumping so many times a day. Your lungs, you're breathing in and out so many times a day. Your eyes, you're blinking. Time and time again, you're turning your eyes left and right. All these things, you're using your hands, continually opening and closing your hands every day. And you know what? God still allowed these parts of your body to work today. You can wake up and smell today. But God had to use COVID to take away some people's taste for us to appreciate those things. Somebody said, wow, I can finally taste again. I couldn't taste for a while. God had to use some things to show you it is a miracle that you can still do this. It is a blessing that you can still do this. Our job as being the body of Christ, start acknowledging this. And you know what? You will find your life becomes so much better. All of a sudden, these minor things that we're just so upset about, things we're wanting to, um, things we're depressed about, all of a sudden, we won't feel that way anymore. Because you are now acknowledging, man, God has been so good to me. He's been so good to me. He's been so good. We've got to move, Melvin. My time is almost up and I've only made it halfway (laughs) through my points, but I love to, to, to look at just the miracles of God that he's worked on other people, the miracles he's worked in my life. You just have to sit down and just look at it. Just sit down and look. Just sit down and look. If you truly think, It was not a miracle that you are where you are right now. Even just listening to this Bible study. (laughs) My God, if you find yourself listening to this Bible study, I don't care what stage of your uh, growth as a follower of God that you're in. Look, it's a miracle. Because in time past, tell me what Bible study you willingly volunteered to listen to. (laughs) You tell me. If you don't think this is a miracle, you just have to be open to seeing it. You have to be looking for it. the way we look for all this other stuff. We look for a lot of mess. Start looking for the miracles of God in your life. Look, you've grown. I know you have a ways to go, but you have grown just hearing the word of God. I know uh, in time passing my life, look, my look, my. Uh, I I remember it just seemed like about every Sunday, my mother would call me to find out if I had been to church, I'd ignore the call. (laughs) I'll tell you, I I didn't even want to answer because I'm like, man, I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie, but I also don't want to have to face the disappointment because I I didn't want to go to church. I, I didn't care to hear those things. Yeah. I believe God existed. Yeah. I believe he existed, but I didn't want to hear his word. I didn't want to do what he said. It is a miracle right now that I'm doing what I'm doing. It's a miracle that God turned my life around, changed my thoughts, changed my heart. It's a miracle tonight that you're listening. So you have a testimony. There are miracles that God has worked in your life. It's not about, well, I was dead. And God brought me back to life like he did the football. No, it doesn't have to be that all the time. There's a miracle that God worked for you. But do you see it, though? Do you see it? So I challenge you tonight because this is your job. This is what God is looking for you to do. But God wants you to acknowledge him. But when you do something for someone else, whether you have a child or a friend or whoever, um, when you do something for someone, you're looking for their acknowledgement. You're, you're hoping they say thanks. I mean, you're hoping, man, it really meant something to me. You're hoping for something. But if you do things for them, you loan them, uh, you let them use your vehicle, you, you give them some money, and they say, "I would," and they they treat you as if they uh, as if you owed it to them. Oh, you'd be upset. <laughs> you said, "Man, I gave them three hundred dollars and." You know, they they act like I, I owed it to them. You know, they, they didn't say things, they didn't, and they didn't show any concern. Next time you turn around, they're taking a trip somewhere. Oh, you're starting to feel upset because you feel what you invested into them, man, they're just wasting it up. They ain't even really respect it. They didn't acknowledge what you did. You know, this is how God feels about us when He's given so many miracles to us, He's given so many blessings. And he sees us, and we don't even care. He told us in one place, my people does not even consider. They they won't even consider doing the right thing. They won't even consider being in Bible study. They won't even consider living a life that I told them to live. Look, we have, my God, he's performed some miracles in our lives. As I travel down the road, I see so many deer on the side of the road. Look, it's a miracle you hadn't hit one of these things yet. And if you have, look, it's a miracle you hadn't hit two. If you've hit two, it's a miracle you hadn't hit three, because I'm telling you, I mean, it is so many on the roads right now. I've got another testimony, but for the sake of time, I won't even share. My next point learn of him. You know, he told us, I'm going to have to run through these faster than I would have liked to. Learn of God. You know, that was my, my goal this year. Not my New Year. I guess it is a New Year's resolution, but it's, it's a resolution for the rest of my life. However long God gives me to live, I want to get closer to him. I want to understand him better. I want to be able to uh, decipher his Word to determine if this is God or if this is just Tony thinking this. I want to know this better than what I already have, uh, what, where I already am. And so I've got a job to learn of him. This is our role as being the body of Christ. Learn of him. He told us to hunger and thirst after righteousness. You know, just think about it. Run over there and let's get that verse, Melvin. In the book of, Matthew chapter 11 and verse, excuse me, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. I wanted to go to Matthew 11, but we can't do that tonight. Matthew 5 and I think verse 6 there.
0: Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled.
1: You know, think about when you're hungry. You know, you're looking for some food. (laughs) When you really get hungry and your stomach starts making noises, starts to alert you, starts to tell you, look, look, it's been too long. When you're really thirsty and your tongue is dry, (laughs) when you're hungry and thirsty, look, you have a different attitude about yourself. You're looking for some food. You're looking for some refreshment. You're looking for something. You know, that's what God is wanting us to do as it pertains to him. Hunger and thirst after him. Have that desire for him. Because, my God, when we're hungry, we have a desire for food. And we have to get it quick. You know, I've said it before. When you're hungry and thirsty for a certain thing, but sometimes we're just hungry and thirsty for some ice cream. You might not be uh, saying, well, you know, I, I need food, but you just have that craving. Let me put it that way. You crave for certain things. You know, if you want a certain ice cream, you'll go wherever it takes to get it. If you want a certain cookie, if you want a certain, uh, somebody out there like some gummy candy. <laughs> if you like the, the gummy candy, whatever it is, some sour worms, I don't care what it is. When you want that certain thing, you'll go wherever, you'll walk. You're, look, you you'll drive, you you'll crawl, you don't care whatever you have to do to get it. If it's on the other side of town, if it's in another city, you will go there. For a certain food, you'll go to another city and tell me you won't. <laughs> tell me you won't. You'll go to another city, you'll go to another state just to get it. And so God is looking at this. He said, well, Why Won't you hunger and thirst after me? You hunger and thirst after a steak, after a pork chop, after a bag of chips, a, a, a candy bar. But why won't you feel this way after me? You know the Bible tells us God is a jealous God. You have a job tonight to hunger and thirst after Him. The way we hunger and thirst after everything. Look, if there's a, a, a new movie coming out, or oh, we're hungry, we're thirsty for it. We say, ooh, I seen that trailer. Man, that movie looked good. I mean, we we find out about the characters. Oh, yeah, so-and-so's playing this role. Uh, <laughs> we're thirsty for it. We'll go and look it up in our spare time. We're thirsty for it. If it's a celebrity we like. We'll go and we find out what stuff they have in their homes, what cars they're driving, what clothes they're wearing, what what activities they like to do in their spare time. We're hungry for it. God is looking at it; he's jealous. Look the same way we're jealous. Don't, don't everybody in this world you can get you will get jealous over something. I don't care who you are; you will get jealous. God is a jealous God. And so he's seeing the the, the, the lengths that we're willing to, to go, to travel. How far we're willing to go for the things we're hungry, hungry and thirsty for. The things we're craving for. You have a job tonight. To learn of him. Desire, desire to be with God. You know, if a person wants to be uh, with a spouse, help. You know, That person desires to be with that other person. They say, oh man, I love them. You know, they're this, they're that. God wants us to feel that way about him. So to my last point, uh, thus far, we've covered three of my points. My last point is come as a little child. This is the job you have tonight. Being the congregation in the body of Christ, you have a job to come as a little child. I won't be able to go and get, but I'm gonna talk to you about it here briefly, uh, with the help of the Lord. You have an an obligation. I understand you're an adult. Let's go there and get it, Matthew 18, because somebody needs to see that man, because they're going to say, "Oh, that's something Tony said." Matthew 18. And let's start at verse 1 really quickly and then reinforce quickly here.
0: At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? You know, we want to
1: be great as people. Nothing's changed. We want to be great. His followers, now, remember who we're dealing with. We're dealing with the followers of Christ, the body of Christ, the church people. What role do we have? They came to him. They said, man, who's going to be the greatest? We want to be great. Read for us,
0: man. And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, "Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. He said, look,
1: if you guys think you're going to have this same mindset, this same way of thinking, he said, you won't enter in. He set a little child and he said, except you start thinking like this, look at this child here. See, a child, this is your role tonight, being a member of the body of Christ. You have to stop thinking your own thoughts. You said, what? Think about? You have to stop leaning towards your own understanding, trusting in your own ways thinking you already know us, better. Well, I know this. This is the problem that God has with his people. Because we all want to be great. We want to be an adult. We say, I'm 18 and I'm grown. I'm grown. He says, no, you have to be converted. Your mind has to change. And you have to become as a little child. You have to trust what God said. If you have a child right now, or if you you don't even have to have your own child just just observe a child you can teach this child things if a parent has a child look right tonight now we understand racism is wrong but a parent can teach their child racism and that child will grow up thinking that's the that's the most correct thing there is that's the right thing to do that's the right behavior why? Because that child. That child can be taught. That child is not going to argue with the parent. That child listens until his child gets to a certain age. Now that child won't listen to anything. But this is what's happened to us. We've, we've come of age. We've lived a few years in the world. And now we can tell God what's right and what's wrong. So. Our job tonight, be converted. Allow God to teach us. Allow God to tell us that even things that we disagreed with. Allow God to talk to you and say, hey, no, this is right. Instead of us being defiant, instead of us being uh, contrary, instead of us fighting everything that God said, we're upset. I can't believe God wants that. I don't know why he wants this. This is how we treat him. Things we don't agree with in the word, we fight them. Jesus said, except you become as a little child, I've got to be able to train you. I've got to teach you what's right. If you, as I tell you right now, you take a person who was taught racism their entire life, it's going to be so hard and in fact impossible to teach that person that racism is wrong unless they sit down and they're willing to listen. We know, those of us in our right minds we know it's wrong. We know. But it's going to be virtually impossible to teach that person if they're not willing to be converted, if they're not willing to change, if they're not willing to say, let me sit down and see what God says about it. If they continue to say, well, this is what my parents taught, this is what I believe, this is is how I feel, they will never, they will never see things the way that they really are. So Jesus said, look, the greatest person among you, that's the person who's willing to be taught, to humble themselves. See, it takes a lot to humble yourself. It's easy to go about and do things however you want to do that. Not follow any rules. But once you start follow, falling in line, following God's commandments, his advice, his, his thoughts, because we're used to our own thoughts. We're used to just doing it however we want. But Jesus said, look, unless you're converted and humble yourself, you just will never make it. So. My time is up. But the four things we covered tonight, I want to remind you. So in case you don't remember anything else I said, these are things that you need to work on. Because this is, we are talking about the body of Christ. Whoever is listening. These are things you have to work. Don't wait too late. Number one. Do not. Wait too late to do the things that God told you to do. Don't wait too late. And in doing so, believe in the miracles that God is working in your own life. He's working them in everybody's life. But start believing these miracles that He's working all around you. So don't wait too late. Believe in the miracles. Learn of Him. Learn of God. Learn of Him. And finally, come as a little child. Don't think you know everything and be willing to change what you believe when God says so. So at this time, I'll turn it back over to the hands of Melvin. God bless you guys. Thank you.
0: Thank you. As always, we pray that you guys got something out of the message. Uh, We have a few comments. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you, Chelsea. Thank you for tuning in. Davis says, the Lord said, seek me early while I can still be found. That's definitely true. He also says people prepare for their funeral, but don't prepare for their eternity. Um, Bridget says, and some people, um, this is in response to when um, Tony was talking about the football player um, and saying that they perform CPR, but I mean, it doesn't matter. It still takes the will of God, the act of God to bring him back from death. Um, So Bridget says, and some people have lived with no CPR. He holds us in the palm of his hands and no one can snatch us out, except it be his will. Nothing happens without the approval uh, or without the allowance of God. Um, She also says, pray without ceasing. Yes, man ought to always pray and not faint. Um, Casey says, Lord help us all because we all need it. Uh, We are less than nothing. As he said in one place, And another place he said, without me, you can do nothing. So Lord, please help us all. Um, Bridges says, in response to um, Tony saying, "Hmm, if we like a certain food, we will drive all over to try to get that food. And I've definitely been guilty of that. Bridges says, yep, there's a restaurant in Memphis, Memphis called the Underground Railroad and I've driven hours to eat there. (laughs) Yes, uh, back in uh, my college town of Oxford, Mississippi, we did not have a Waffle House there. And now they have one now that I moved out, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, we used to drive all the way to Batesville to get that. Uh, There's a restaurant called Texas de Brazil. Um, Used to drive an hour and something to Memphis. That was the closest one um, at the time to eat there. Um, I remember Cheddar's. We would drive to one location. They would be closed down. We would drive to another location the wait would be so long, and then we would try to drive to another location. So, we definitely was were craving that food, and we need to be craving um, God the same way. Those are all of our comments. So, if you feel the need or feel led to drop a comment, whether it be asking a question or. Just leaving feedback, uh, we definitely do appreciate it. Um, Tony mentioned one thing earlier about how he used to not want to go to church, and I used to be the same way. You know, I think back and I thank the Lord of how He changed my thoughts and my actions into trying to please Him. Because at one point in time, I was trying my best. To get out of going to church when I was younger. And I just wanna say this uh, my dad thinks he's the funniest man alive, and I disagree. Um, but one time he said in church, yeah, um, he was talking about me and how I brought them to this church um, as visitors. And he said, yeah, I would just wanna talk about my son. We raised him up on drugs, and um, the, the church, the, the congregation, you know, gas and saying, like, what? And then he goes on to say that we drug him to church. We drug them to Bible study, and they basically had to do these things to get me the, to go. I remember being young, and um, that you know we were about to go to church, and it seemed like we would be in there forever. So I said, "Can I go over to my auntie's house?" And my mom would say, "No." So I would go to my dad and then he would say, yeah, or vice versa. My dad would say no. And then I go to my mom and she would say, yeah, I was trying to do anything because like I said, it seemed like we would be in there so long. But I think about all of the other things that I put so much time in, like a Netflix series, you know. The Flash was one of them. Um, I've definitely been guilty of that because it was like 23 episodes per season and I can sit and watch that for seven, eight, nine hours in a row and still feel like I have not gotten enough. Like, I, you know, I roll over, look at my clock is like 2 a.m. I need to be at work at eight and I'm still telling myself just one more episode. But I never found myself being in the Bible like that, reading the scripture. I never said just one more verse, just, just one more chapter. It was always, oh, I'm tired. I'll just do it tomorrow. Not knowing if I even have a tomorrow. So, you know, I can sit back and look at those things and Look at that as a miracle because I never would have guessed that I would be on a live stream Bible study, you know, trying to get other people to hear the word of God. Because, like, I, like you said, Tony, I believe that God existed, but my mindset was, well, I'm nice. I'm, I'm I, I am I'm pretty decent. I say, yes, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. I hold the door open for people. I'm not going around stabbing, killing people. I feel like He'll let me in, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm so thankful. And, and the things that used to get to me, you know, they they don't anymore. Um, and one instance in particular, um, Tony, you've been saying that my time is almost up. And I remember a preacher would say that. It was like, I know y'all ready to go home. Um, my time's almost up. And then somebody from the crowd will yell, keep going, preacher. Come on, keep on. And then he, he all right, well, somebody want to hear it. Let me open back up the Bible. And I used to get so upset. I'm like, man, <laughs> come on. But um, you know, now I find myself being the person saying, No, oh, you don't have to quit. Keep going because this is valuable information that we need. You know, we need this, we need to know the word of God. And also speaking of miracles, um I do some driving with Uber and Lyft. I know I've mentioned that before, and I pick up so many different kinds of people, so many different backgrounds. And um, some of them are talkative, some of them are not. But I picked up this guy today and, um, you know, this was right after we had really bad weather. But he was his job. I think he said he volunteered to do this. And, you know, I asked him uh, what 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 did he do or what does he do? And he said he's an addiction counselor. And then I said, oh, yeah, that's pretty nice. Because he said, yeah, I mean, after I, you know, did it myself, I'm telling other people. So I'm hoping that they get on track with their life. God will definitely use things to try to wake us up, whether that be weather. Um, scripture said there will be earthquake in divers places. There will be earthquakes in various places, and there have been earthquakes in places that you never would have even expected them to be. But this guy, um, I said, so what made you want to be an addiction counselor? And he said, well, I killed myself. And he he's kept going. He said he used to be addicted to alcohol. And he said he would always be drunk days at a time. And he said one time he just felt his lowest, like all hope was lost. And he tried to commit suicide and he basically died on his couch. Um, I forgot how long he said, but maybe like 10 or 15 minutes. But his sister came and she did a surprise visit and she knocked on his door and she noticed there was no answer. And so, fortunately, she had a key to get in, and she found him there on the couch, and was able to get him some help. And um, and he said he hadn't heard from his sister in a while. So just the fact that she randomly thought to su- do a surprise visit, and that she was able to get in and to get him get him some help, even though you know we can say that this the ambulance, the doctors, and all that, but we know it was the act of God. And he took God did that to wake this man up. Now, I'm not saying, I don't I don't know if he believes it is the act of God, but I know that it is. And now he's telling other people, hey, this is what happened to me. And just from people hearing his words can turn their life around and they'll say, man, I don't want that to happen to me. Let me make sure that I get straight. Let me make sure that I get right. And so it's the same thing with the football player that happened a couple of weeks ago. He uses these things to wake us up. And um, finally, we need to know God. Uh, We need to know him, know his word, because we'll know if if what someone is saying is of God or not. Um, Tony brought up the example a while ago. If you really know someone, you'll know what they would and wouldn't say. About a month or two months ago, there were some people that joined our Zoom Bible study and they changed, they would change their Zoom display name to our names. And one of them changed it to my name and was saying some outlandish things. And at first, you know, I'm like, man, I hope they don't think this is me. But then I thought I'm like, well, they know me. They know that I wouldn't say these types of things. And so what we can hear when we hear a preacher, we'll know if he's truly from God or not because of how they live, what they say. So we'll know, but we have to know God. And that is one of the roles of the congregation. And that goes for everybody. We have to know God. So um, that's all I have to add. Uh, Let's see. Bridget says binge watching. Um, She also says, open that Bible and you suddenly get sleepy. That's the spirit of slumber trying to stop you from reading the word. Yep, that is definitely true. But you turn on TV or you can stay up all night. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I remember. We need you, to, go ahead. No, nah, I'm I'm done. You go ahead. Oh, no, nah, I, I was, I thought about something
1: you were saying earlier and how you would get mad at church. And I remember being in church and the same things would happen. Soon as, <laughs> as soon as Bishop would say, all right, let's go over here. After he, after he said, you know, we're going to be done and somebody asked a question or if he say, oh, let's go over here to this chap. Oh, man, you know, people <laughs> smacking their lips. And it was uh, it was it was always funny. But, yeah, it's definitely a miracle when when you are that person who's did that and God has changed your life. So. Yeah. Yes.
0: yeah. So um, I try not to take it for granted. Um, I try to, you know, sometimes I will forget just being honest. But, uh, you know, I try to thank God every day for being who he is, because he could have taken me out long time ago. Um, and then I was definitely deserving of hellfire. You know, that's a scary thing when you're living, thinking you're on your way to heaven, but it's the exact opposite. You know, I do not want to hear the words, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. And then I just being the, that type of person to say, Lord, I've done so many things in your name. And he still says, depart from me and cast me into outer darkness. That's a very sad day. So, I, you know, I, I have to strive in order to make sure that I'm on the right page with God, because that is the most important thing. No matter what else we have going on, he must be above all. So um, I see that that is, all of our questions. So thank you to Casey, David, Chelsea, and Bridget for the comments. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and not just the people that commented, but even the people that didn't say anything. Um, you took out time from your busy schedules to see what the Lord has to say, because again, this is not my word. This is not Tony's word. This is God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try to stay, um, rooted in the Bible. Because um, we don't want the devil to come and and take it away. We uh, read about that a long time ago, four different types of people. And uh, Matthew, I want to say chapter 13, but I could be wrong on that. But but that's all I have to say. Um, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. It's always a good message. Um, we are also talking about the roles in the church, but it's from a different angle. So I definitely encourage you guys to also take part in our Zoom Bible studies. So um, Bridget says thank y'all and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord to you as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, counted all joy. And again, counted all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening. We'll get another topic coming straight from the word of God. You guys have a happy, safe and blessed weekend. And we'll see you guys the next time. Thank you once again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign $JOYSTORM12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small, and remember to rejoice in the Lord always.